Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast, SAP's podcast, about the difference that open source can be. In each episode, we will talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and today I'm going to talk to Christoph Schimanski. The last name is really like the name of that vintage German TV detective, but spelled completely differently. Uh, that's not important about Project Piper we're going to talk. Uh, so, hi, Christoph. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Hi. All right. Uh, a bit about Christoph. Uh, Christoph is a proud service owner at SAP for a service called SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery. And uh, the teams around that are also heavily contributing to a project called Piper. Uh, Christoph has been developing mostly web applications for almost 20 years in different languages and frameworks. He worked in many different projects as a product owner, scrum master, product manager, and so on. And sometimes, he says, he feels like the only developer or one of the few, let's say, uh, who enjoys writing tests for their software. Christoph, let's maybe start with that. Do you think that's really so unusual? And um, I don't know, why do you like it um, instead of considering it just a necessary evil? Yeah, I think when I'm talking to developers, sometimes it feels like they perceive that as a chore. But when I was developing, for me, it was always one of the most rewarding things is like, I don't know, I like it a lot. Yeah. So if you build a Lego car or something, you you want to try it out. Yeah. You want to see it running. So we create these tests, we write those automated procedures, this obstacle course, and then we watch our software go over it. So I don't know, for me, that's just really, I liked it a lot. And apart from that, of course, the the, the effects it has on your software quality and your architecture, it's just so overwhelmingly positive that yeah i just loved it to write tests yeah but maybe some people just don't, don't consider it the 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 real life scenario for the use of their software i mean something mm. you... i mean a good test should be close to something that makes sense also from a user perspective of course yeah but yeah i think that's just an important part of developing and maybe also it's still a cultural thing like this is not productive code that we're writing here you know so it's it it doesn't support the business in some sense but yeah i think the benefits outweigh the costs vastly and also of course we don't even know maybe the questionnaire uh, to all developers would say we totally love testing uh, if put up to it we completely stop developing new code and just do testing all the time uh, we don't assume so uh, but anyway do you like documentation as well not as much, but I, I think every developer should. Yeah, I, I, it's again, it's an important part of the job. Okay, okay, but this is in the end not really what we're here to talk about. Our actual topic is Project Piper, and that is not primarily about testing, right? So, what is Piper? So, Piper is somehow related to testing, but um. More precisely, it's a it's a library that helps you um, creating good continuous integration and delivery pipelines for SAP development projects. So um, that is 
also something that can include automated tests, but also includes other things like um, static code check analysis or deployments, et cetera, et cetera. You said it's an integration and delivery pipeline. I mean, integration means a lot of things depending on the context uh, we're talking about. Um, so can you specify that a little more while you say integration? Yeah. So um, it's continuous integration. So continuous integration is one of these agile practices. And this one requires the developers to check in their code changes into a common repository. So this is like, you know, we have a couple of developers contributing to the same project. And at some point, those different changes from those developers need to meet. And this is called integration. And at this point in time, um, you can have things like GitHub, where you check whether you have something, you know, you have merge conflicts that you need to take care of. But also, you want to take care of whether your tests still um, perform the way you expect them to um, after you did those changes. And continuous integration usually is a pipeline. So that is an automated procedure that will do these integration steps in a way to make sure that all parts still fit together and the application still doing what it's expected to do. And, and Piper manages that entire process. Also the calling of tests, for instance? Or Yes, yes, exactly. So usually we have steps in a pipeline or stages in the pipeline. Yeah, so we fetch the sources, we build them, uh, validate them and deploy them. Um, but um, that is when you're using Project Piper, since it's a library, you can pick and choose. So you can follow the suggestions that we make, but you can also just you know look at different parts and pick some functions that you would like to reuse and stitch together a completely custom pipeline as you want. You said before it's a library, and then you said again it's a library. It kind of seems like you're emphasizing that. Uh, <laughs> I have something here in my notes about this uh, that says it's a library, not a service. Why is that important? It's important because um, you need to bring your own stack to run this library. So you need to run this on your own continuous integration tool yeah, there's many around that you can use to put Piper on top of it and then implement your custom pipelines. But it's not a service provided by SAP with SLAs and everything around it, but it's an open source library. Okay. So it's something, I don't know, you download, you put on your local storage somewhere, and then you have somewhere in your code, say, include Piper or something, and then you have the services that Piper offers, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, in those automated environments, it's more like you point your tool to our GitHub repository and to a certain commit or to a certain branch, and then your tool will do the rest. Yeah. Ah, okay. Forgive my naive questions. Uh, that no worries. Is my role in this podcast here um, trying to make people understand what we're talking about? So who in the end uh, would be these people? Uh, who uses Piper? So first, SAP itself uses Piper a lot. But in the end, everybody who's working on um, SAP development projects, so customers, developers, partners, can use Piper to build custom pipelines um, for their you know, quality assurance. The interesting part here is also that I'm also overwhelmed um, of the success of Piper. So um, we see a lot of adoption of Piper in the open source world. And on the customer side, and um, I must say um, that um, it's hard to tell uh, for us 
exactly how many customers there are. We have some analytics, so it's at least like 10 to 15,000 builds um, per day. So pipeline executions per day done by customers. So that's impressive, I would say. We cannot group by customers. We don't know what kind of code is built. So then the question is, of course, as we are an open source podcast, uh, how did Piper become open source? Was it open source from the start or did it start proprietary or? It started as an SAP internal tool. So, I mean, we have hundreds of development tools internally and we don't want them to reinvent the wheel also with regards to those automation practices and tools. So um, as in SAP, we had the need just to create a tool like this, yeah, to give those teams means to really quickly set up their pipelines. We did that. It is called an inner source project. So everybody within SAP can contribute to that. It's available openly within SAP and you already have this kind of very open collaborative environment there. Yeah? Um, and that's also very important when you're looking at a tool like Piper, where you know the, 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 the common point here is we automate processes, but th these are very different processes. Yeah? So for certain scenarios in cloud development, you have a different process than when you go to on-prem development or you do um, cloud integration content. So there's different pipelines and this needs to be contributed by the experts of those technologies. And so we needed that internally, of course, this kind of collaboration. And when we started talking to customers, of course, um, um, and we were asking, how can we help you develop stuff? Um, they were usually turning to us with questions like, how do you do that? You yeah, as SAP, how do you do um, your development? And um, then we thought, okay, let's take the inner source project Piper, um, make it open source, and then let's see where it goes. And was that uh, helpful, by the way, uh, that you had already been driving it inner source to then make it open source? Yeah, I mean, we had kind of practice with managing a community. Internally, it was smaller. You know how to deal with contributions and how to talk to stakeholders. So that, that helped a lot. Um, but in the end, the transition was not that big. It was rather easy. And yeah, after some time also, we saw then a lot of adoption, as I mentioned. And uh, do you also see a lot of contribution or is it more like mostly requests? We see a couple of contributions, um, but um, I think it's in the nature of this project when you have a backing of a big company like SAP that um, mostly we have issues and discussions around new features. Sometimes we have contributions, but um, in, in general, um, major contributions come from SAP, um, which also makes sense because we know these technologies also best. Um, usually we get some, some inspiration from customers or, or from discussions with customers. We take requirements and then uh, we implement that. I guess that that would have to be expected when the origin of it was the question by customers, how do you do it, right? Uh, then we are in the role of mostly providing that knowledge. But then let me ask, why is it open source then? I mean, we could also just simply provide it to our customers for free, but that would not be the same as running it open source. What, what's the benefit of running it open source? I mean, f first, I like the idea of 
you know, SAP is not in the CI/CD business, in the continuous integration business. This is not what we do. And I like the idea to have a very low entry barrier to this. So, and also a lot of transparency around it. Yeah. So customers can also take this, fork it, make changes. The extensibility is given when you have this license model. So customers can do with it whatever. And I think that is in the spirit of what we're doing here. Yeah. So. We had the need as developers. We understand what developers need. And I want to provide that to customers as well, yeah, free of charge. Because in the end, customers will still need to invest um, here you know, with their hosting their own CI stack and with um, creating those pipelines. So the tooling around it, um, um, this open source tooling here should be for free. And as you just mentioned twice again, uh, CI/CD that's continuous integration. Continuous delivery, yeah. Would that point to the idea that this is mostly relevant if we are running in the cloud? Or is that just as useful for on-premise developments? It is useful everywhere. It's just about being able to deliver quickly. That does not mean like on-premise, you don't have to deliver like every day, hundreds of times like some vendors do. But on-premise, of course, you have longer release cycles, but you still want to have this automated validation. Yeah? I mean, continuous integration, maybe we go back to those definitions a little. I mean, continuous integration is not just about quality, um, but it's also um, about you know, having really fast feedback for your developers. You know? So if they continue to build software on top of a problem, of a fault that they are not aware of, um, you will create some technical debt that will be really expensive also to fix later once it's delivered. You know? So you want to know what's wrong with your software as early as possible. Yeah, that's continuous integration and continuous delivery. Usually yeah, we have this in this abbreviation CICD. Continuous delivery takes this one step further and says, okay, we have a pipeline that is not only giving the developer a hint, but also we want to ship more often. We want to ship faster. So we have a little longer pipeline. Usually it's the same tooling, but the pipeline is a little longer because it does more stuff at tests that maybe are a little, you know, typical tests in a CI pipeline should finish within five minutes or so to still be called fast feedback. When you're looking at continuous delivery, before delivery, of course, tests can take a little longer. So you have integration tests or system tests, things that just take longer. But then you can really say, um, if we pass those tests, we can take this change and ship it to the customer. That's then continuous delivery. Okay. And then also it's the phase where you're having the most fun because we're talking about tests, right? Yes, yes. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now, um, with all that said and hopefully explained, uh, is there a, an exemplary story you could tell or a scenario that that proves the, maybe the benefits of Piper or the benefits of running Piper open source uh, where an issue was fixed, tackled, whatever, because of the open source model? Um, I mean, we had a couple of interesting collaborations with customers using Piper. You know? So usually we're trying to enable customers, but of course, you know, since it's not a product, our support is limited. So we are trying to um, onboard the SAP consultants as well with the topic. And I remember. Um, 
like we had a very open collaboration with a larger German customer because of a use case that did not exist and they requested it. And we did that together with consulting. Yeah, Consulting was basically implementing that and we were kind of in the back office uh, answering questions, taking requirements or supporting stuff like this and then working out with the customer how we're going to implement that. And um, that was not only due to the open source nature, but of course it made it easier to get, you know, to get into those projects with customers. And um, I learned so much there. Yeah. So how the processes look like at those large customers, um, you know, when you tell them, okay, you need to set up your own CI stack and then, you know, suddenly you're blocked for two months because then which CI stack, shall we take this or that? Um, how do we evaluate? Um, do we take the recommendation of SAP or do we do something else? You know, and the pipelines is running into in a in a in a container environment, and customer was wondering, okay, what does that mean? And you start to explain to them all those implications it has to use containers in your corporate environment that you pull from the outside, and and all these things, which we are kind of. I'm not sure we are aware of that, but we deal with it. We are an IT organization. We we, we do software, so that 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 is what what we do all day. Um, um, but customers are not so using kind of this open source vehicle to get into very close discussion with customer. That was very very interesting and gave us a lot of yeah feedback and new features and improvements over the years. And I think what you just described would of course also have been possible without it being an open source model but i guess uh, it just makes makes it easier to start right i yes. mean there is less uh, non disclosure agreements to sign there's uh, less responsibility when you talk about running containers and now i have an issue with it or something yeah. but it's rather an open discussion in an open source project and here it makes the barriers on both sides, on SAP side and customer side, probably lower to, yeah. to get in contact, right? Yes, definitely. But also, um, on the other hand, you know, there's always the backside of this metal. Um, um, although it's explicitly an open source library, we always need to make sure customers who want to use it also understand what that means. Yeah. So you said like responsibilities and liabilities and these things that don't exist for this kind of component like for an SAP product yeah so this is also something that we often need to discuss with customers and um yeah and i mean we're on this journey with the customer as well yeah so customers uh, who are using SAP are not native in this open source world usually and we need to discuss with them what's possible and what not yeah, I guess you just can't have it all. You can't have it open on the one hand and with all the properties of a proprietary software that is packed in a box with guaranteed support times at the same time. It just rules each other out, I suppose. Now, you emphasized, and we talked about Piper being a library, but uh, when I introduced you, I said you own an integration and delivery service. Uh how exactly does that service relate to Piper? I mean, that's very closely related to what we just talked about. Yeah. So there's a couple of customers or many customers who would just say, okay, we need um, a service level agreement. We want some guarantees. 
um, from SAP that things run. Um, so um, therefore, we created that service. Yeah. Also, I mentioned not all customers are IT companies. So I, I distinctly remember here in building one, sitting with one large customer, and I was explaining Piper to them and the openness and the flexibility. And they were looking at me and they said, oh, Christoph, honestly, this is probably all brilliant, but we're not an IT company. We don't want to be experts on Jenkins. We don't want to create all those pipelines. Please point us to the product and we're going to use it. Yeah, give us your recommendation. And and this is what we created with SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery. Yeah, the title gives away a lot. Um, so this is basically the managed service. Yeah, under the hood, we're running Piper. Um, so it's not a different proprietary way of doing things, but under the hood of our service, we're running Piper, but we're running it on SAP infrastructure and we make kind of very strong recommendations how a pipeline should look like for a specific scenario. So um, you come into the service usually with, okay, I want to create a project on Cloud Foundry following the cloud application programming model. Where's my pipeline? And we give the customer a pipeline that is just a good startup pipeline there um, that just needs to be configured. And within five minutes, um, customer has a pipeline up and running. So this is what we do with SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery. Because it's running Piper under the hood, we're basically with the, the Continuous Integration and Delivery service, we're going into the role of distributor of the open source, more or less? Or oh, It's just one of the many dependencies that we have from the open source world. Yeah, So um, Piper could be just a random open source dependency that we're using. Um, we treat it as such. Yeah, It's coming from the open source world. It's running by the community. So we need to run all kinds of checks because we can, before we can use it in the product. Um, but yeah, we're using it and uh, make it much more accessible in my opinion. Okay. And as, as you said, I think uh, that also adds content then, right? You, yes, Because exactly. you said that there is default pipeline templates basically already included. Yes, yes. Okay. And just because many customers are asking, so we have those two offerings and the question often is, when should I use which? So I see still a lot of good use cases um, for Piper when it comes to um, setting up very custom, very specific pipelines where customers um, have a very strong idea about how the pipeline should look like, how they're going to interact with third-party services within that pipeline, um, then Piper is definitely the way to go. Um, for typical SAP customer writing extensions, um, I guess this service is a good fit because it just gets you up and running within a couple of minutes. And, and it doesn't expose you to the complexity of, you know, looking at all those different tools and possibilities and then evaluating and checking all these things. So basically, if the question is, uh, which one should we use? The short answer is depends on if you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. So first, I would always send them to the service. And if at some point you run into something that's not possible in the service and you talk to me and, and I'm reluctant to bring it into the backlog, then Piper is the way to go. Okay, okay, I see. Um, that leads us uh, to maybe even about both these uh, variants of it. Um, where should people who got interested go to find out more? That is one about Piper and about the CICD service as well. For Piper specifically, um, it has a 
a website. It's projectpiper.io. Um, so that is very specific to Piper, um, describes the various scenarios and use cases and goes down to technical documentation of everything that's possible in there. Um, with regards to like the concepts we discussed in the beginning, um, continuous integration and delivery, we have in the SAP help portal a landing page and that will also describe those two options. So it will also, I, th I think it gives you some support when you have these questions, when to use which. Yeah? And then down from there, you can have um, things like detailed help pages. We're also creating a lot of um, content in the community. So watch out for blogs there. Um, you can also always watch the last tech ad. Um, usually we have some sessions there regarding DevOps, um, continuous integration, continuous delivery in various scenarios. So there should be material a lot. And as usual, we will, of course, take care to have at least some of these links under the podcast. One question is, uh, did you say actually the, the SAP documentation considers both? Uh, the open source uh, yes. as well yes. as the SAP provided service. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure our user assistance colleague knows exactly the terminology, but it's it's kind of a landing page, and we call it continuous integration delivery by SAP. That means we show everything that's possible in that SAP space. Yeah. So okay. from best practices to Piper documentation and the service, everything is collected in there. All right. Okay. Um, as I said, we'll put some links on the podcast. That leaves the last question. And that is, as usual, what would be the three key takeaways that you'd want listeners to remember from this episode? So first, CICD is possible with SAP. Some people still argue, but it's possible. And I would say even small projects and POC deserve an automated pipeline. Yeah. Um, you will thank me later. <laughs> um, secondly, um, because many people ask, how do we speed up our delivery and how do we start? It's, you know, write tests. Speed up your delivery by writing tests. Don't write legacy software, please write tests. That's the second one. And the third, Piper's not a service. We've been talking a lot about Piper. If you need a service, if you want that managed as a service, that is SAP continuous integration and delivery. Thanks for the summary. Um, and then, as I said, this is the famous last question, or was the famous last question. That leaves me to say thank you very much, Christoph, for being our guest today. It was nice to have you here. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And thank you all out there for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss the next one. We publish every last Wednesday of the month. And you'll find us on OpenSAP and also in most places where you find your other podcasts like Apple, Spotify and the likes. Thanks again for listening and goodbye.